Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! All right, we just saw a simple favor, and on the count of three. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I will count to three very slowly. Okay. okay. No, 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 I'm ready. Okay. One, two, three, five. Four. So that was a Paul Feig movie. He makes the funny lady movies. The funny lady movies. Like Bridesmaids and oh, The Heat. Oh, interesting. I think he directed the Ghostbusters movie as well. I think he does a little bit better when he's working in the funny world. Yeah, he was trying to make the funny work just as well as the thrills in this one. But not consistently. Yeah. I would say that was one of the most uncomfortable things about it. Yeah. It's like, is, um, is this supposed to be funny or am I supposed to be scared? Right. I want to start by saying that this just isn't my type of movie anyway. Uh, so, like a Gone Girl. Type e- of movie. Exactly. <laughs> I did not really like Gone Girl either, and I think that doesn't have any standing on if it's a good thriller or not. I just tend to not love uh-huh. that thrillers in general, but the, specifically that type of thriller. Right. Uh, I thought Anna Kendrick was great. Yeah, she was. She saved a lot of scenes. She did. She really did. And I liked um, the guy who plays Sean in this. Mm-hmm. He was also in Crazy Rich Agent. Yeah, Asians. he's the main guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, I liked him better in this than oh, interesting. Crazy Rich Agent. I was going to say, I think he played kind of a similar <laughs> um, character, but I liked him in Crazy Rich Agent, yeah. so... Um, yeah, he had a big year, huh? Yeah. I think what I found the most, like the biggest flaw was in a lot of scenes, for example, when uh, Anna Kendrick is at the cemetery and Blake Lively comes and is talking to her, I couldn't tell if I was supposed to be surprised. <laughs> I'm just realizing that they Blake were... Lively is like... <laughs> what? I didn't realize that Blake was her name. Oh. Sorry. Um, that... uh I couldn't tell if we were supposed to be surprised. Like, was was Anna Kendrick's character surprised to see her, or were, were they yeah. meeting? Because there were some flashbacks. So I was like, wait, is this a flashback that we're seeing now? Something that's going to help us understand they, later. So I, I was never really sure where where the characters were at, right? With expectations, and so I felt like. The director didn't make me think, I think I see where this is going, and then switch it. He just made me think, I don't know what's going on, so something weird's going to happen. Yep, something weird happened. Yeah, yeah. So I found that his uh, his ability in, like, thriller, twisty movies, lacking. I yeah. think I think that was a directing issue. I would also blame the screenplay a little bit, because I feel like you usually, the reason why those movies are fun is because you're realizing something with a character there's like one character that right. is equal on equal footing with the audience or somewhat 
Right. And Anna Kendrick, I think, was supposed to be the character, but she would be able to put so many pieces together in a way that we never could. Yeah. Like, she, she went to visit the, like, Christian camp and came back with so much information and all these dots connected, and I had no idea how she did it. Right. Just off of figuring out... Oh, right. So when she... um, Specifically, when she starts to talk about you and your teenage sister and your dad and you burned down the thing... Like, that's too many Uh, dots that you just connected out of nowhere. Maybe you're just making assumptions that just happen to be right. I didn't really think that the friends worked either. Oh, like her or funny like friends? Or like the fellow... Except they weren't really funny. They were just mean. <laughs> like, in the, for the first half, you're like... I know that they're trying to make Emily be the mean one, but they're kind of just really mean. Uh-huh. And I didn't like them at all. Um, and then all of a sudden, at the end, they are 100% aligned with her. Which also feels, like, out of I think left field. The by the funeral, they were on her side. Because he made the brownies, so he was like... But sure, but again, like, I, I was like I was a little distrusting of, of it because they were all so superficial in uh-huh. the beginning. So I was like, "Is he just doing that to be nice?" Because then he makes like a jab at his friend for not making brownies. So to me, it was hard to know if that was a sincere moment or not. I liked the friends, but I didn't think it was particularly satisfying to have them uh, as the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah. I just, I like the idea of having friends. I think that would have been a good plot function. I just don't like how they were written. Yeah. I guess is all I mean. Like, I wish they were funnier. I wish they were a bit more of a comedic. Sure. And I so was not ready to laugh about her being hit by the car at the end. Uh Like, I was just, I'm not in a place to laugh yet. And then there's something so ridiculous as that. Right. I think it's really challenging to balance a thriller that has a lot of comedy. And I think Edgar Wright is the master of it. But we found some faults with Game Night, which was a similar Mm -hmm. attempt at that tone. But much better, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Game Night was better. I I thought this one was pretty strong at the beginning, especially the Anna Kendrick being clueless and nerdy uh, in comparison to Blake Lively. But as soon as Blake Lively was gone... Uh, That dynamic was gone, and I didn't really... Yeah, I wasn't as interested in the mystery. I guess I was was enjoying the moment where her closet went back to the way it was. I loved that. I thought that was really cool. That was was the most effective moment in the whole movie. (laughs) I loved it. I was like, I hope hope that they just keep this, like, really creepy. Yeah. I was like, first of all, I hope they don't... Have too many, too many jump scenes for Jill's sake. But no, that's the perfect kind of jump scene. Oh, good. Because it's not. There was no loud sound. There's yeah. nothing jumping out. I just saw her jumping. Yeah. I didn't have to jump as the audience member. I saw her jumping, and then I saw what she was jumping at, which was totally creepy. Yeah. And I just went, "Ooh, creepy." Yeah. That's my kind of scare. It would have been great if, <laughs> from that point forward, the laughs were almost sucked out of the script, and it was just a really creepy, like haunting storyline with with just like yeah. a simple twist at the very end um yeah i i would have been 
up for it being more thrillery. Yeah. And and less comedy. Yeah. I'm watching The Miniaturist on PBS. Have you gone beyond the second episode? Just the second episode. Oh, so we're watching it. Sorry. We're watching it. <laughs> I was like, I'm I not started sure watching it without David. Um, but that also is the same type of. I'm realizing I, I, it's not that I don't like all thrillers, because I would say that's definitely a thriller. Uh-huh. And I'm really enjoying that and the like the slow reveals that she keeps getting in the little mysteries and things are just creepy uh two funny women who are up and comers were in this uh partner and Shirley mm-hmm. she's one of the funny friends mm-hmm. and uh patty i want to say harrison patty harrison but uh yeah i was just like oh these are great people i'm glad that they're <laughs> getting parts as small as they are um, I really enjoyed the costume choices. Mm-hmm. I loved Blake Lively's very um, masculine huh, yeah. outfits that were really sexy. Uh-huh. So she's, she, I don't know, I think she they just conceived her really well, I thought. Yeah always wearing like pinstripes or some sort of a suit or yeah but always in a like powerful female wearing it like a woman wears a suit kind of a way right um and then anna kendrick the contrast of her with her like pom-pom sweaters Uh, and and polka dots and everything and very 50s silhouettes and then i thought it was really great when she gets stuck in, uh-huh. you know, that's a it was a fun little the dress metaphor, yeah. yeah. Um, that is not subtle in any way, but I think it was still well done. Her getting stuck in Blake Lively's very slinky black dress. But that again was a scene where I wasn't sure if I was supposed to be afraid for Anna Kendrick's character, or am I laughing? Like this is just a lighthearted scene. Right, ah. I agree. I agree. I don't like what happened after she had to have a conversation uncomfortably in the dress. Yeah. I just like the situation that it put her in. Right. I, I wish, again, that it wasn't... Um, I wish they went in the direction of her just being uncomfortable. Yeah. And I like that she was having trouble breathing uh-huh. and having a little trouble sitting. But I wish that the cop wasn't so on her, you yeah. know, and, and the cop was being really sassy. Yeah. And then she was being really goofy. Right. So if they had just kept it more subtle, I think that would have been a um, a good tension builder right. moment. But all I have to say, I appreciated how they used costumes to enhance the story. Right. So, I can't help but draw comparisons to 8th uh, grade in that like, hmm. they both are vloggers, and the vlogs kind of oh, yeah. structure the story somewhat. Um, I think 8th grade did, like, what a blog, what a vlog is like way better than this movie. This movie was, you know, not trying to be super realistic. 8th grade was going for that realism. But I kind of found this to be cheesy. I, it just didn't... I didn't buy that she was a vlogger. I guess that part of it was that they couldn't commit to, like, what kind of platform it was. It, it was unclear if whether she was supposed to be doing this live or uh, if it was supposed to be something that we were watching after the fact. Because it would say, like, comments are coming up. I think 
live because you know like the glitchy screens oh, yeah. I think they were trying to communicate that it was live yeah. which is funny because um, the movie Searching had a, a like fake platform mm-hmm. like that as well that had the idea that like people are just going live talking to their followers where that's really the only platform that does that that I know of is Twitch which is a gaming platform or well, gaming streaming platform so I, I it's hard for me to like what about Facebook Probably Facebook Live. That's yeah. true. Not that people necessarily use it all that much, but... No, that's true, though. Yeah, I guess she she didn't interact with anybody. She just was talking uh, as if she was doing... Uh-huh, like she was I don't know. replying like a, a to blog, the comments. A vlog is different than streaming. Yeah, I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I just found it to be... Like, they're trying to just tap into what's going on now with social media and vlogging without really like, making it authentic and I yeah, found that for no, sure. annoying they just needed the device to make the plot work at the yeah. end so but I just I, felt like I a, just a gimmick, hung up on a it a gimmick that they didn't research well yeah uh, so I, I again I say 8th grade researched it quite well which makes sense since uh, Bo Burnham got his start on YouTube so he yeah. he understands it uh, and this movie just felt like it was you know leaning on a platform heavily that it had no idea what it was. I've been watching a lot of those, um, like extraordinary homes, uh, shows, shows on yeah. Netflix, and I feel like that was one of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, and I'm sure I'm wrong because I feel like so many modern houses look like that. Yeah, They're kind of like blocky in lots of windows, but when they first showed the house I was like wait a second I think I know that house <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's listening to this and also happens to watch those shows and also happen to see this movie and have that same thought let me know so this is a weird thing but uh, I believe that Linda Carlini who is the uh, knife painter mm-hmm. I believe that in 1999 she was 27 years old when she shot um Freaks and Geeks, and she played a high school student. So, <laughs> someone just did a so, somewhat sarcastic wave us on. Um, so I think she's like between forty-five and fifty in this movie, but she looks like she's like thirty-five. Yeah, she didn't look that old. <laughs> I'm gonna look that up, but I just couldn't help. She just is one of those people that has not aged, and I think for that reason has trouble getting cast because people are like. How old are you? Like they kept, like as I did in this movie, kept finding myself trying to figure out: Is she that old? No. <laughs> um, but she she was good. I enjoyed her performance in this. Yeah. I think again, I I wasn't sure if I was if she was supposed to be a bit funnier than I thought she was. Uh huh. Sounds so harsh to say that. I just wasn't laughing and then had a, that moment of like, oh, wait, should I should I be laughing? Does, do they want me to be laughing? Um, remind me what else Blake Lively is in. Uh, she's in The Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Uh- um, <laughs> she was in The Town. Uh, okay. she, she was in Gossip Girl. That was sort of her bread and butter I'm sure there's some other I know her face so well but I couldn't place her in anything 
but she's so striking. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've got to remember what it is I know her from. She's married to Ryan Reynolds. That's what it is. You just know her from... Her husband. Your couple's dates. Yeah. I know most women by who they're married to. Yeah. What men they're married to. Right. That was a joke. (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha ha ha. This is like a Linda Cardellini scene. (laughs) Oh, do you want to reassess? Let's reassess... Our reevaluations. I don't know. Four seems, yeah, seems I think harsh. Gonna, oh, okay. I was going to say, oh. I think I'm going to stay at my score. Yeah, I think I might just go up to a five. Only because I feel a little bit self-conscious that I tend to not love thrillers anyway. Uh-huh. So appreciating the genre that it is that I just happen to not love. Maybe that's why I went down a little bit. Yep. Mutual fives. High fives. High five. That was terrible. Let's do it again. Oh. Nope. One more time. That's good enough. <laughs> lefty, lefty to righty high five. It's hard. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Good night. Bye. Good night, bye.